Hey, Ray. Hey, Sean. When somebody such as myself gives you a delicious, refreshing gift, why don't you finish it? Okay. Why do you spit in that person's face? Because let me explain something to you. Last week, during the taping, I gave you a delicious Topo Chico. Topo Chico, if you'd like to sponsor us, I would be over the moon to shill your product. And you, I said, have you ever had one? And you said, no, what is it? And I said, it's the, it's the god of the nectars. Uh, the god, the nectars of the god, the nectar of the gods. It's the what? The <laughs> <laughs> and you said, okay, I'll have one. And then when I was cleaning up after our taping, I noticed. Three days later. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed at least half, if not more, was in the bottle. Okay. So what is the, mind, the mindset here, my friend? Well, <laughs> it is, it's threefold. Full no- what is this, conspiracy notes? What is oh, I, I have some theories going on today. I'm losing it. Uh, fold number one, Toba Chico's aren't that good. Fold number two... Um, well, you can just stop right there. What? They're uh, not that... I mean, they're what are you, fine. The they're men like in a- black of Topo Chico? What are you trying to shut down of movement? They're delicious. If you were a, you're a new seltzer drinker, you don't know. The only thing that happens is... I feel like I'm on vacation in Mexico every time I drink them. Have you ever been to Mexico? No. <laughs> then you wouldn't know. <laughs> I was there. I was there for a weekend, um, and <laughs> it show. was glorious. Uh, no, my sister got married there. But uh-huh. no, my other thing is, is I thought that I would, when in Rome, or when at Donnelly's, I would just leave a half drinking <laughs> bottle of something, and maybe you would just put it in the fridge with the other fourteen half drinking. Uh, 20 ounce bottles of Snapple or seltzer waters, and then when I come back, I could have something to sip on. You silly goose. You can't do that with carbonated drinks. It'll go flat. It's only with iced teas because they're flat already. Don't you know the logic of saving half-filled drinks? <laughs> I don't. I usually finish them when they taste good. And, hey, this uh, is a delicious product. Topo Chico, don't listen to Ray. We can do a, a reality series called uh, bringing Ray home, bringing him back into the, the warm hands of Topo Chico. And there was a third fold, but I've, I've been drinking a lot lately. And I just kind of forgot the, th- fold, the third one. Mm. My third fold. I've been boozing like I'm uh, going to take a break. We didn't drink Saturday. We didn't drink Saturday. It, dude, let's, let's, let's talk about it because we did another gig together in Jersey. I think at um I feel I think it was at Anne Frank's attic and um <laughs> that's what it felt like I felt like we were hiding from the Nazis up it there. It felt like upstairs at the funeral home. Yes, in the wire. <laughs> 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 they were conducting business up there and we were just a little bit of entertainment. Uh, we did a show for our buddy Soul Joel, who we love, who is just amazing with with gigs. Like, don't get me wrong, it was still fun. It was just like yeah. it's so funny when you do these road gigs. I don't think we can convey to people how you run into these like little minor issues I don't think people think of when they go to a show. You know what I mean? Like venue matters. That was the point I wanted to make to you. Well, the, the you know what? Like it's such little things and people might not understand it, but like the fact that we weren't even raised a tad above the audience, that's something that matters. That's something that matters. We were, and what you mean is we were flat on the carpet with them. The fact that there was carpet surrounding the entire area, absorbing sound and making it feel like you're in, literally like your parents had company over and you were doing your shtick. You were doing, do your skits. Do your skits for my friends. that's That's how it felt. And when you're at a place that serves food or drink during a comedy show, like a, like a regular comedy club, 
they're trained to be quiet, to kind of be a little stealthy. They're not always. Half the time they are, half the time they're not. Right. But they're like kind of like trained to like whisper to the tables, like get low, you know, not like slam and tink glasses together, that right. type of thing. But when you're at a place that is running a show that has food service, they don't know what to do. They don't know the proper etiquette. So they were just walking through this showroom like, uh, here's your french fries. Uh, did you need ketchup or anything else with that? As loud as possible. Right in the middle of a punchline. But and, that, and then here's the thing, guys. When you're doing a longer set, Ray did, you 25. I actually ended up only doing 30 because I was like, I had another moment where I was like shaky from that. That's why I stopped drinking because I was shaky from the three nights prior of drinking. So it's a, it's a problem. Yeah. But... <clears throat> Momentum matters as well on a set. Like so, when you're doing a longer set, you're you you're trying to get get people to come along. You're not not just go ha next joke ha next joke. And the way you do that is by getting some goodwill with them on like three jokes in a row. So if somebody full on takes the entire uh, attention of the crowd, that's kind of like throwing a wrench in the works, is it not? A hundred percent. Yeah. The the two most important things in a comedy show, I think as far as eliminating distraction, is good sound, good lighting. And this was... The lighting was like the lighting of the room. You were lit up enough, but it was like you were just telling a story in the front of the room. Like it was, And then the sound itself was like, yeah, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't the greatest. Um, and then you had a mix of... It was mostly older people. You had some people that looked about 75, and you had some that looked about... Maybe forty nine, you know, who knows? But and it's still fun, it's still a worthwhile gig, and it's totally. still people that want to see comedy and have a good time. But it makes the job tougher. And it's also, I'm saying this with the full knowledge, like me and you have been in the shit. Like I performed for one person before, me like, too. like, or or I've done warm up where I'm performing as the, I'm welcoming them in to the set, where as they're walking and sitting and talking, yeah. I'm having to perform. So this. Compared to that, don't get me wrong. It's it's the it's it's Madison Square Garden. You know what I'm saying? Like it's uh, the best club in the country. You uh, know what I mean? Colleges while they're just eating lunch in their dining hall, right? And you're it, just up there talking. Yeah, I had a college once where it was it was the same kind of vibe that it was like a rec room vibe where everybody's in their sweats and they're like literally taking naps while you're up there. How big? When was the last time you've done a college? Long time ago, at least six years ago. How big do you think your disconnect would be with that demographic now? It was, I started so late that it already, uh, I'd be, the only one I did that I, I connected to, all the, I only did a handful of them, and a couple of them were good, but one was really good, the College of New Jersey, because it was set up, like, set up like a theater show. Okay. But it was college kids there. It was everything, but it was mostly college kids. And they were great. And they were like, we were like hey, what's the restrictions? Because normally at these college gigs, they have restrictions. Sure. And they're like, what are you talking about? So it was just like a regular comedy show. So that was kind of cheating. But yeah, now, 44? Yeah, but I don't even mean just like, like even throw all the restrictions out the window. I mean, me and you even in just talking, we'll talk about a lot of things that are references or experiences that are over oh. a 19-year-old's head. Every single, every single thing I say. Every a 19-year-old. We might as well not be on the same planet. I mean, I think about your joke about the candy factory... Mike versus Ike. They might not. I think it's happened to me at comedy shows. Because it kind of, the, what I'm getting at is I did a show at the, at the comedy shop, um, the Old Village Lantern, uh, this past Sunday. And there were like 
eight kids in the crowd who were said they were eighteen. They were not. You could no tell. No way. They were in boarding school. But even that place is a bar. Yeah, and it's in the West Village. It should be at least twenty one to get in. Well, they were giving like dessert menus and it was Sunday night. Whatever they were doing. Whatever. I don't I didn't love it. But like I'm getting ready to go on and I had like jokes that I wanted to work out. And I was like, this wouldn't even be worth it because they're jokes about things that these They don't even know. That either one, they don't know the reference. Or they don't care. Two, they don't know the experience. You know, three, they like just don't care about that experience at this point in their life like i'm not going to go up there and talk about dating mm-hmm. they're fucking 17 well that's a totally and and, and their dating is a lot different yeah and especially and their dating is even different you're 10 years younger than me if more you're 12 years younger than me and their dating is even different from your 17 year old dating can you imagine that's true how much different it is from my 17 year old dating that's like, true like their dating now is like uh, we're not dating. It's just like whatever. It's like it, it becomes way more fluid and like things just become way more open, I think, as far as most high schools go. So if they were in high school, they're going to be like, what are you talking about? A crush. What do you mean? I just say I, I'm vibing you or something. It's going to be a totally different. That is true. My, like, and, and they're texting. They, they've already started the texting at all time. It's, it's why we think it's weird that when relationships start, you are in a nonstop text thread with the person that you're dating day after day after day after day after day. Yeah. Where I remember when I was like 15, it was talking on landlines. Yep. Same here. Getting yelled at by my mom or brother or sister that are pissed because they want to get on the computer or they want to use the phone themselves to actually do something productive right. instead of me just having full five minute pauses with my girlfriend. Yeah. So <laughs> what are you doing now? Cool. Yeah. Cool. Did you, uh, what did you think of Mr. Flerman's chem exam? <laughs> <laughs> Brandon farted in his class yesterday. That's pretty crazy. And then, and then crazy. more silence and then, okay, what are you doing now? Then <laughs> 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 it's like, oh, oh, what was I going to tell you? That's, that's <laughs> uh, what was well, I gonna say? Oh, what was, what was I gonna say? Anyways, because uh, even at that, that's actually a great thing because even at that age, you're not expressing how much you like them. You're just like you just want to be in contact with them. Yeah. So it's not like you're gonna be like, listen, like you're not gonna be honest about the relationship. Where you're like, listen, I like you so much. You're just gonna be like, oh uh, yeah. So are you going to that thing on Friday or like yeah. are you? I'm gonna give you a note tomorrow. So. <laughs> It's really going to explain how I feel, but most of it is a drawing. Yeah, with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be a do you like me check yes or check no. <laughs> did you ever get one of those? I don't know if I got, no, I don't think I ever got one. No. I did one time. I don't remember. To be I honest. did one time and she wrote in maybe. She did a write in. You're the H. Ross Perot of, uh, yeah. of, day of uh, crushes. The, um, but then I banged her. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding, dude. I was in fourth grade. I didn't bang her. But that would have been a good ending of the story, right? Would have been better than just maybe and never really talking to her again. <laughs> it would have been a better, right? It would have been a better ending. 
Well, no, not followed up. I was in fourth grade. That's why it's based on a true story for a lot of movies. It's not actually a true story. <laughs> but now you don't pass notes anymore. Now it's just text, right? The kids in the audience. Or Snapchat. Listen to this shit. The kids in the audience, literally, the girl hands the dude her phone behind him, and I saw a text message screen up. He looks at it, hands it back to her. I was like, hey, what what are you two doing? Did you say? Yeah. Hey, you're a substitute teacher all of a sudden. That's what I said. I feel you're, like you're I'm, Mr. Zawadney. That's what I said. I, uh, I, I hate Mr. Zawadney's <laughs> class. <laughs> I felt like I was into like, the detention guy. And I was like, man, I don't mean to be a buzzkill, but like, what are you doing? They were texting their chaperone. That's there you go. Hey venues, <coughs> venues, what you do matters. Well, I can't stress this enough. It's like you ever wonder why people are like, hey, why do people love the comedy cellar? Why do people love comedy on state? Why do people love uh, all these places around the country? Or why why is this known? Because they do it right, and it sounds silly and dramatic sometimes, but they wouldn't allow a group, a field trip of sixteen-year-olds into. The club and there, it matters. That shit matters because even the younger people come into that club. Like I'm even losing touch with people that are like, uh, you know, uh, 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 there's people in their their acts are saying no cap, and I'm like, what the? F-? I just learned what no cap meant. I don't even know what it means, but I don't it, want to. It means it means true, like true story, like true, like it means no bullshit. I think I think I forget. I actually don't know. Anyway, hell, I just always thought it meant when you weren't wearing a ball cap. We weren't your cap. Where's your cap? No, no cap. cap today, boy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the fact being is that venue mat. My point is venue matters. Like you, uh, this thing we did in Jersey. Don't get me wrong; it was by far not the worst Fuck, no. venue or show I've ever done. But we it's had like good, like solid sets. Pe- people want to put comedy. People think of comedy and music as as together. Like uh, as like, hey, it's the same. It's performance. It's the same. Guys, comedy does not work every place music does. No. If you if you think it might be a disaster, which even that show, just a stepping off point, this past weekend, it wasn't a disaster. Those people had a good time, but it really was. You, <laughs> We had a host. The guy who hosted was a sweetheart, but he was so green. If you're green, you get gobbled up by those rooms. Yes. It'll mess you up. Yeah. But that kid was, uh, <laughs> he was hilarious. Yeah. He was. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to say why. I can't. Ah, who cares? What's the difference? It was. I'm, I mean, like I'm being endearing. Well, well, you know what though? I think it was like, like six months into comedy. I think it's tough to host a professional show when you're that new. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know why people think that there has to be like that the host. People hold the host position on a show in such low regard. They do, and they really shouldn't. In England, apparently, they don't. It's like the host show, and they're the go-to person, and they same bring up their Canada. friends. Yeah, uh, same as Canada. Well, Can- oh yes, Canada has. Canada does basically. They flip the feature in the host. Yeah, they do, and it makes way more sense. Yeah. Um, I think what happened in New York and in America in general, American comedy, it's been thought of as a stepping stone. Of like, hey, you start hosting, then you feature, then you headline. But then what happens is some people they wanna just they wanna run before they walk, which sounds kinda corny, but it's true. Like they wanna be like, hey, I don't care about the hosting part, so I'm just gonna be 
bad at it for X amount of years, and the clubs don't care because they're getting people to do it. You know, and they're like, I'm not really like I, I don't I can't host. I'm not a good host. And the thing about it is, I think because I think what they're in their mind a host is is somebody who has to be high energy, who has to be oh, what, what do you do? What are you doing there? Oh, what's, and the fact that, the fact remains is that it doesn't have to. I've seen low energy people. Like Gary Veter, go up and be himself hosting randomly one time and killed it. If you're funny and you host, you'll do well. You know what it is? A lot of comics don't want to do it because it's hard to do. Yeah. It's really hard to do. The, the fact that what really should happen is that it should be a little bit of like housekeeping stuff in the beginning to go, hey, welcome. And then if you want to jump right into jokes, Mike Yard does it. Mike Yard, a brilliant host of the Comedy Cellar, does zero crowd work for the most part. He might address somebody maybe during the thing, but not talk to them at length. I'm, I'm not as brave. Like I, I will do some crowd work, but then end it with jokes. So the fact remains is like comics, how many comics complain about going first at clubs is insane. So it's like, imagine hosting. People just don't want it to be hard. The thing that, and we'll, you know what? Let's fuck it. We'll have the conversation that we've had off air a trillion times about, which we're already halfway into it, <laughs> with hosting and what fires me up so bad. And I went on a rant about this at the comedy shop after, because I hosted one of the shows and then I just did a spot on another yeah. one. This is and, Sunday night, right? Yeah. And, and I went, you know, I barely did any fucking crowd work on that first show because you don't need to, especially when there's only seven people in the audience. Their job's already hard enough. Yeah that they are forced to carry the energy of the show as an audience. I don't see what benefit you get in that position asking the generic host questions that everybody wants to do, and it's just so corny to me and overdone to like do the... Oh, you, t you two together? How long have you been together? He didn't even know. He didn't even know, huh? She knew. Like, if you're going to ask those questions, which I, I think you can, you can ask those questions, at least be good at it. Yeah, at, at least, least be, be unique at. in the response. Yeah, 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 you can't yeah. just do the, hey, what do you do for, like, like, you see a guy that has a bunch of nose piercings and tattoos, and you're like, what do you do for a living? He's like, I'm in IT. <laughs> I thought you were in a biker gang. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that down the middle type scenario. What does that do for anybody? N nothing. Fucking nothing. And here's the thing: it's like if you're gonna, and if you here, I, I, you get a pass if you. Um, I, I, I agree with you to an extent. If you're doing that in the beginning of a hosting set at a club, okay, as long as it turns into your bits, as long as you get to a point, hey, you want to say, oh, how long you been dating? Oh, it's too long. Where's the ring? Oh, where's this? And the canned responses. Yeah, you can you can get by with that for two or three minutes, and then you better go right into your bits, and they and 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 then finish up with that. Like, yeah, I don't like the the the, the run of the mill crowd work. I've been I've been guilty. I've done it. You do you, it here and there. It's one of these things where it's like you do it, but a lot of times what happens is that's the whole host set. Yes. Yeah. There's no like you. Here's what a host, what a good host is. It's not high energy. It has a level of like organic. Like comfortability, like an organic, comfortable bridge to start the show. It's it's a um, you know, it's you uh, like starting the crescendo to how the show is supposed to be. So like, I mean, I honestly prefer more the going up there and being like, "Hey, how's everybody doing tonight? We got a great show for you," and maybe say something like, "Yeah, you know, I was," and like make a joke. 
like that's about the room that's in the moment something that you thought right. of before you went up there Absolutely. and then if that like lends itself to crowd work like you know ah we're going to need a lot more energy here huh like you know and then like i don't know like i just feel like that is better than what i've seen a lot with the uh hey we got a great show for you tonight uh, uh yeah. where are you where are you from Oh, Kansas. Well, this ain't Kansas anymore, dude. Where, how about you? Where are you from? How yeah. about you? And they're going through there. And, and then there's also the And it's thing. so robotic and it's so like, hey, I'm following the manual. That's what yeah. it feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's bullshit. And the way, the way ideally it goes is crowd work, your bits, if your last bit gets a mediocre laugh, that's fine. Because you can do the housekeeping thing and then go, okay, we've got a great show for you. Yeah, even, if, even if you do the canned line of, you guys seem warm, you're warm, and they're like, yeah, they're, they're, they're more excited than you think they are. And they're going to be like, okay, let's hear you. Nah, that wasn't good enough. Let's hear you. Boom, first comic. And you did your set. And you got your jokes out. And you didn't have to be dancing or bringing people up on the shows or, 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 or doing, hypnotizing people or whatever, acting, acting like a goofball. And they're also eating. They're also drinking. They're also getting settled. They're also getting the transition from, we were just sitting in a room talking to each other while there was Bruno Mars music on, and now, you know, this dude's up here talking about how much he doesn't like his parents. It's, it's, put it this way, I think, I've hosted a lot, I'm good at hosting, it's because I think I... I, I'm, I'm, you know, I have a decent amount of energy. I'm, there's people that are way higher energy than me. Uh, and also, I think I'm affable enough that people think, like, it's a comfortable spot. And I, I did a lot of it. So I, have, I can be comfortable to the point where I, one time I was at the cellar hosting. Did I tell you this? And uh, who dropped in? Oh, it was Louis C.K. dropped in. Before all the controversies, but even so, Louis C.K., big name comic, drops in. And some people really do think it's happened before where the host is just bringing his friends or, their, or her friends on the show where it's like, you've, you've curated this show for us and you're showcasing everybody, right? Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, we have a special drop in for you guys. I'm really excited to bring up this guy, uh, Louis C.K. And then everybody goes bonkers. The whole place erupts. And as I'm walking off the stage, some lady in the front row looks at me and mouths, thank you. <laughs> Like, I'm like, what do you think? I called them up, and I was like, hey, you got to get down here. This audience, <laughs> they deserve you, Louie. <laughs> <laughs> They've been being good off show, Lou. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, even if I don't do it every time, that was a moment where that one lady maybe never went to a comedy show before and thought, like, oh, these are Sean's friends that he just, like, has, and we get to see them. Like, <laughs> and one of them's a celebrity, you know? That's adorable. <laughs> that view and that take is also permissible. Yeah. Have you ever had this, where a comic thanks you for hosting the show? Yes. Oh, what do you mean? Thanks you after? Thanks for hosting. Yes, I've had that happen. Don't like it. I, Ronnie Chang did it, and I don't you because you think there's you think there's nefarious intent. You I, think it's a power play. I don't even know if it's that. It's just unnecessary. It's like thank me for fucking uh, for what? It's the job. I, I didn't. Hey. Somebody just asked me to host. This isn't my show. I didn't book you. Yeah. I, um, there was a, uh, I know what you mean, but, but. Like somebody just doing a spot on the show, me hosting it. We were both booked by the same person or club and they're like, thanks for hosting. It's like. Yeah. I think the intent on thanks for hosting is nine times out of 10 is like, oh, it's the. I think it's, it, if you know the person understands, it's the hardest job of the night. So 
You, you know, you don't get the, 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 the whatever, quote-unquote, glory. So, But I think it could, with certain comics, be, a, a, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strut my stuff here and, and big-time big you and say, Thank, hey, thanks for, hey, kid, thanks for hosting. If it's a thing where it's, it's a thankless job, and that's why they're saying it, I like that. I think that's, Ronnie Chang does it to me every, almost every time at the cellar, and he's, I think he's being 100% okay. uh, totally. Well, but I, I know what you mean, though. Then I stand corrected. No, 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 no. So I'm I'll just saying that's one, one person. I'll stop freaking out on people. <laughs> I've been punching people in the face, and they say, thank you for hosting. What did you just say? <laughs> No, 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 Where are you going? What did you just say? What did you just say to me? <laughs> you become uh, huh? What's his name? Uh, he goes, you talking to me? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, De Niro. <laughs> De Niro and Tagner. I don't see anybody else around just here, Ray, Ray with <laughs> Ray with gun straps on in front of the mirror. <laughs> are you talking to me? Uh, well, no, I think it could be both. And I think also, because we're kind of the same with this, and this is also part of the reason we have the podcast, so it's perfect. The the intent of the person we're making up in our mind, we're 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 going. This is what they mean. When in actuality, in their perception, they could be like, "Hey, th- I know it's a hard job. I've done it, and I hundred percent should be like, hey, thanks, man, because you know you did a good job, and and also it's a hard, it's it's I don't it's hard to it's just a hard to do." I've told people like, "Yo, great job!" I was like, "You fucking kill it as a host." That's the way you should say it. Yeah, like, yeah, that you yeah. You got, like, I said, like, you got him. You killed it. That was yeah. great. Yeah. That's the way it should say. But I also don't, I have a rule where I won't, and I don't want to get into this, but I won't, I don't want anybody ever telling me a good set if it wasn't a good set. Yo, that I'll, happens. I'll have people tell me a good set, and I just say nothing back if, yes. if they didn't. And I feel bad about it. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, it makes sense to me, though. Um, can, can I talk about something? I was having this, I, I had this epiphany when I was on a walk today. Is this the thing that you brought up before we started taping? Yeah. I think. <clears throat> I'm so excited. Have you this. ever seen The Matrix Reloaded? Not The Matrix Revolutions, but The Matrix Reloaded. Revolutions is the last one, is it not? Yeah, well, this, the last one before then they did that remake when after they turned into chicks. But the. What? Well, I'm sorry. What was that? Can you repeat that? After they turn into chicks, they just turned. The Wachowski into brothers became. Or did they transition, right? Which one was it? The Wachowski Wodja- s- brothers. That's fucking synonyms, bud. The Wachowski brothers. They, they, the, they. Oh well, now you're messing up their last name. Well, you also. I'm you offended them as a Pollock. Are they not the Wachowski sisters at this point? Yeah. Do you have no respect for those film giants? The movies got worse once they turned into women. Uh... <laughs> Kidding, dude. What the fucking F? I'm not allowed to joke around anymore. No, but the Matrix Reloaded, you will notice that there is Zion, right? Mm-hmm. It's that area where they all are and they're wearing like dirty, raggedy clothes. It's supposed to be everybody who's in the quote unquote real world. In the real world. Right. We are not currently living in the real world, Sean. You think the Matrix, do you know? The Matrix is social media. Wait, wait, wait. We are living our lives completely through social media. And I had this, I'm going to sound like a crazy person, but I had this fantasy in my head because we're talking, what happened is Elon Musk bought Twitter and people are like canceling their Twitter accounts. Like anybody gives a flying fuck. It's all people that aren't doing well on Twitter. Like (laughs) like people that have like, like millions of followers are like, "Ah, I'm going to stick around. It's really helping my brand. But then I have friends that have like 700 followers that are going, 
I'm out. Fuck you, Elon, <laughs> for gonna let people just say racist shit, asshole. It's like, wow, what a stand. A guy that tweets three times a month and gets zero traction from his tweets. Maybe I should do it. Maybe I should do it to get some attention. But no. If Twitter did completely collapse from something like that, if all these social medias, like your Instagram, your Facebook, all this, just all collapsed and went under for like a month, I think after that month, it would be like the sun is shining, the world is a better place, the robots have been defeated. Um, I think that you are... I agree with you, and I was asked this on something somebody was like oh if you oh it was this this podcast i did and they were like if you could make one change about the world what would it be and i'm like I, i'd have the whole world take a month break from all from the internet or from and saw and see what happened or 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 just social media meaning everything from facebook all the way down all the way over to tiktok and they were like oh so you oh you'd be getting rid of uh, these clips that were putting up and i'm like no i'm just saying like a break from it because at first like you can't get rid of all of it and i'm like no, you, you're saying in an imaginary situation, but I think you're right. I think the, the, the clouds would part, and it, yeah, everybody would kind of wake up out of this funk. Is that what you're saying? Yes, because it, it, it is weird, man. It is so weird, it's weird that I live part of my life, a significant part of my life, online through social media, and whether that makes me, you know, a weirdo or somebody that's not getting out enough. So be it, but that is, I mean, it's part of my life. It's part of the career path that I chose. It's part of being a being in entertainment. Is, yeah. you, is That is an absolute necessity, but it's not just a necessity for us. It is the whole world. I got to be honest, and I, and I haven't said this to you off recording. It makes me want to quit the business. Like, it makes me want to just go do something where I'm not on my phone. Dude, it, like, literally today, before I had the epiphany alone, I was, I was walking with my girlfriend and I'm staring at my phone, and I'm like, fuck. And she goes, what's wrong? And I said, I just can't get any traction with my clips on Instagram anymore. I was getting, like, you know, over 10,000 views on, on some of these clips, and this one just got, like, 95 views. It doesn't even make any sense. I think these clips are good. And then she's like, oh, I'm sorry. That sucks. Well, maybe you should try to do this and this and that. And I'm like, wait a second. Don't console me. Fucking slap me upside the head and be like, but, but she's be also a fucking man. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's fucking crazy that I'm even having that conversation out loud. It's well, dude. Think of it this way. I have this. I agree a hundred percent, and I think you're right. I think you're the the plug-in. My my brother-in-law brought it up a long time ago when they were like, "Oh, remember how they thought of in the future there'd be flying cars and everything would be silver, would be in silver suits and it'd be a thing." He's like. All that future stuff happened just happened in a handheld device. Like, it's changed the world, but the world still kind of looks similar. You know, you still wearing clothes that kind of look similar from 1995 and mm -hmm. shit like that. You know, like fashion still goes. It's not like you're taking a blue pill for food, but everything in your hand is, a, is 60 years past TV. You know what I mean? Like, or 100 years past TV, and like, they, it just gets faster and faster and faster. So the whole idea is, you're right, it's the rules of the matrix. It all they looks the same in. because we're plugged in. Right. And also, 
I, I told you before this, a, 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 a friend of mine passed away today. I just found out. And it wasn't a close, close friend, but a, a friend from work, technically, because I work at this club, and this guy passed away, and it fucked me up. And it made me realize, like, not, I'm looking at the stuff online, and to be honest, we talked about this, too, that, well, because of that, that Anthony Jeselnik thing. I wasn't going to post anything. I was trying to sure. find out when the wake was, because I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to post, oh, oh, R.I.P., King, blah, 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 whatever it is. Because I think it's corny. And yeah. I think people, you're only doing it for yourself. But then I saw somebody posted there was a GoFundMe for his family. So I'm like, okay, I'll do that. I'll do for that. Sure. that. That makes sense. But that's the only time it makes sense. Because otherwise, you're, you are the part, the bad part of that Anthony Jesselnick bit. But I agree with you, and I'm even older than you, and I'm like, oh my God, I need to get to a spot where I don't, I either there's a, a, a controlled chaos with it where you're only you're limiting yourself to the posts and then that's it for the day, or it's you're just off the you're unplugged and off the thing. Because because I should realize with stuff like that, and part of part of me having this like anxiety about you know clout or it's fame everybody from social yeah. media, but but a part of me having it and having a negative reaction to it is, is that I don't do well. I don't have a big following, but I do put in a lot of effort to try to have a big following. So it's very it's very discouraging, but you need to like have that mindset to where you treat that <clears throat> the same way that you treat the other part of stand-up. Yeah. You know, where it's just like, you know, your clip is your set for that night. You put it up. Oh, it didn't do that well. Ah, whatever. Next one. Next set. I have another set there. Exactly. It's, but it's it's because it's right there and it's so convenient and it's also it's titillating to the brain. Mm-hmm. It's anxiety inducing. It's it's all. I think I think there's going to be because that's why people are worried about that meta thing and people joke around about that being the matrix and you're tapped in. But how is it not? It's even more. You're but, even deeper in it than. But then that's even more on the grand scheme of things, right? And that's it's what not, they want. They not want. just about things uh, specific to our business of comedy. It is just that. Did anything in your life even this? I mean, this was a joke, like a joke for a long time. Like, oh, are you even in a relationship with somebody if you don't post it on Facebook? Yeah. Did that even happen if you don't have a picture on Facebook? But now it's kind of like, yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, people don't they don't know it because that's how that's how they're checking in with you. That's a, also it gets there's two sides of things where it's like if you don't see it, you don't know it. If it's not somebody you talk to or text with. And then the flip side of it is people assume people will post stuff and assume you've you've seen it. And I've had people do that to me, like comics, you know, it's like acquaintances yes. where they'll post something. They're like, well, I got to You know, I got to fly out for the thing. And I was like, what? And I really not playing games really was like, what thing? And they're like. The, the the role on the th- and I go I posted about it yesterday I go oh. well I don't know if what you think is happening yeah but whatever whatever uh, whatever the the megabyte gods are and the algorithm didn't show that to me so yeah. it didn't I, you you're you didn't give me that information digitally you and know, it's like it dude I muted you months ago because of how jealous I am of your <laughs> career <laughs> also can we say this Elon Musk has nobody brought up the fact that this guy went from Tesla. Electric cars, which is great for the planet, to literal rockets that land themselves and that are highly advanced. Uh, 
I'm on Twitter now. Mm. <laughs> Isn't it weird that the, everybody's talking about Elon Musk now, but nobody's re- referencing the fact that didn't you kind of dumb yourself down with this Twitter buy? Like you're, you're pretending yes. it's a free speech play, but everything else, shouldn't they kind of expose this guy for being the idiot that he is a little bit? Because it's like, oh, you just want to be in the public eye. Like you just want people to talk about you. you. I don't see how that's, you're pretending it's for the greater good, but you, a lot of people can make the cases that it's not. I was watching a show and the guy who wrote Sapiens was talking about how, well, Bill Maher, well, I'll watch Bill Maher. I'll just admit it. People get mad that you watch yeah. Bill Maher. I actually like Bill Maher. Not as stand-up, I like the show. And the guy who wrote Sapiens was on and he talked about how Bill Maher was like, it's it, Elon Musk, he goes, it's the town hall, everybody has a voice. And, and the guy from Sapiens brought up a good point. He goes, it's not town hall. Town hall is when a, a healthy speech is, is introduced and there's a, there's, a, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a normal discourse. This, what Twitter is, is the digital gladiator ring. It's the, it's, it's, people are, you're up for a fight. That's what you want. That's what people are, are putting themselves in for. And I didn't even think of it that way, and I agree. But it's that's what I'm saying it should be shut down. But I do think that it's not just a thing that's like, hey, because everything's being introduced. So any dirty trick can be used to try to influence something or, or you just, it's nonsense, nonsense, nonsense all the time. Instead of it being like, okay, now it's your turn. Now it's my turn. Okay, we've, we've uh, convinced each other of this one point. On to the next. And it's not But it's that. an unfair digital gladiator ring because anybody can go into that ring completely anonymously and <clears throat> disrupt everything from just commenting that you're ugly to fucking steering directions of elections. Right, exactly. That's the, right. It's a gladiator ring that affects uh, government. That's what I'm even saying. Like, social media has decided the last three presidential elections in this country. Four presidential elections. Mm -hmm. Like, it kind of started with with Obama. Like, Mm -hmm. like social... Facebook, right? That's how he won, like, dominating, like, social media marketing and, and how they did that. It's like... It's how we do everything, and it's honestly, I, I know this isn't like a hot fucking take, and it's a take that most people have, but it's crazy that most people have this take, and we're doing nothing about it. Well, that's the thing. Also, it's been introduced online, and maybe half as a joke, that one of these guys should buy, at the time it was Facebook, and just turn it off. And shut it down. Shut it down. That would, I would love, because Facebook's already on its way out anyway. I would love to see the sociological effect of Elon Musk doing that, of buying it and going, it's gone, of whoever have, who has billions of dollars, one of these guys that has hundreds of billions, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos. Hey, Jeff Bezos, do us a favor. You, you, heard, you, heard, you heard business? Uh, improve another part of society by just Facebook. Buy Facebook or buy all the shares of Facebook and then just shut the thing down and see what happens. The fact of the matter is nobody would ever do it because uh, people want to make money. And secondly, they can't because it's so ingrained in online business. People, businesses would lose sure. millions of dollars. That's fair. So it's, in the, uh, it's already in the commerce. So it's like you can't – you'll never not see Facebook. But people – socially, people are getting away from Facebook. It's Twitter is surviving just based off the nonsense. But I mean they literally had that documentary that was like number one on Netflix for months and it's ironic that it's on Netflix about the uh, the social what the hell no the social called? dilemma the social dilemma yeah it's, it's spot on and it's I didn't know a lot of the shit in it there, there was some stuff that we were like oh, obviously we knew that but yes there were some other things but 
that that I didn't know about. <laughs> everybody, really quick, everybody became documentary guy after they saw Social Dilemma, including myself. I was like, have you seen Social Dilemma? <laughs> <laughs> and uh-huh. like, yes, it's number one on Netflix, you moron. And if the, per- like, but here's the thing is, is like, you see all these people that are, were like integral in starting like Facebook and all these other like social media companies that will tell, that are saying in these interviews, I don't use it. I won't let my children use this. Yes, that's because true. Because it is, it is hurtful. Hurtful. It is uh, like not good for your growth, development, whatever it is, and how targeted it is at you, and how it like is owning you. It's dressing you. It's taking your money in the ways that it thinks your money should go. And the and the strange part is. It's a group effort. There's no diabolical ba- bad guy behind the scenes twiddling his mustache trying to fuck with everybody. It's just it's the 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 tech has just gotten so good that like like you learned in the documentary, it just its goal is it's just doing what it's programmed to do, which is make you look at me as much as possible. And I'm going to go through all these different lengths. Oh, you haven't been on the site in a while? Here's a, here's a here's a a, a spam email. Yeah. Oh, here's a reminder. Hey. Uh, you didn't put a, you haven't done a snap in a while. Oh, so and so just has has a new baby on Instagram. Oh, like they showed in the movie, and yeah. it's like there's nobody that's sitting with a button. Like they show it in the mo- in the documentary. They have like I think it's like Justin Long or somebody behind the thing pressing a button, being like ha 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 as a joke. But the fact of the matter is, it's something that humans have designed to destroy themselves. Like it's like this like almost like this Frankenstein monster of like oh yeah we did this for a good reason and now it's gonna backfire. So, my, the, the, my, my question for you, I have, I have two things for you, two questions for you in wrapping this up, and then we could close out with something a little more lighthearted. Yeah, well, we have to wrap it up anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, one, do you think that if it wasn't for the absolute necessity that a stand-up comedian who wants a career has to be on social media and posting clips and be active, do you think that you would have it or be able to get away from it if i wasn't doing show business yeah i'd be able to get away from it me too i'm also of an age where i could do that you're probably right in the beginning of an age where you could do that i would be able to get away from it no problem if well don't get me wrong i think i think i'd be in withdrawal and i'd have to wean myself say tomorrow i i stopped doing comedy and i was like okay i'm i'm now a, a fisherman or what you know which i yeah. probably should have done anyway and uh let's be honest and uh say that was the case uh, uh, I would, it would take me a while to like, but then what, uh, the busier you got with the other thing that doesn't need social media, the more you'd be like, I haven't even looked at my phone in three days. I have friends of mine like that. They're like, oh, I, I don't check my phone. Yeah. And, and I feel like such a fucking loser when I'm talking to them because I'm like, you don't know exactly what's going on at every minute of every day. On the, and I would, to be honest, I think you're right with the, the, the set it and forget it thing of like post, boom, then work on other stuff. Boom, this, yeah, boom, that. I'm right, but I can't do it. That's what I'm saying, and, and, and that, is, that was my, my second question, is why, like, and, uh, okay, so me, in the last, like, 10, 15 minutes, me and you have said a lot of things that, like, I agree with and that I think we're on the same page about, but I think that there are takes that a lot of people have. These aren't, like, no, you know. No, I don't think we're making yeah, uh, any ground, yeah. The problem is, is so many people have this take. They make all these documentaries. We know how much filth it is, and yet nothing. Well, because... There's no, like, organi- are there any, like, organizations dedicated yeah, to it? There's got to be. There's, if those there are, are. There's, 
there's there's apps that do it. I think and I also think the generation after Gen Z, if not Gen Z when they're older, is going to buck the system and have a grassroots movement to get off completely off this thing. The fact of the matter is it's so addictive and it's also so um, convenient that nobody is and it's making people money. So it's nobody and it's changed commerce and it's changed government and it's changed that it's the only way a lot of people know how to operate. So by the time they do come around, they maybe they won't do won't buck it because they're like, it's all I know. The only thing I know is it's like there was a thing on there was the same thing, Bill Maher, and they were talking about how they invited TikTokers to the White House to kind of get the word out about voting for younger people. And some of them did not know about civics or government at all. One person thought the midterms, they mentioned the midterms, and they thought they meant their midterms at college. Like mm-hmm. stuff like that, where it's like, there's just, it's a lack of information. And don't get me wrong. Me and you know, we're not, we're not, we're not uh, political science scholars here. We're not, we're not uh, 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 coders. We're just, we're just talking based off like, People who kind of see both sides of it, well, because we have the side of it, we know tons of people in our lives that don't even partake in this pretty much at all. They might watch, look at some baby photos on Facebook, and then we have people who like live by it and make their living and are hugely famous off of it. Yeah, and then we're and our business side is going, <clears throat> I want that because it'd be so, life would be so much easier. But we're not realizing is they're compromising a lot, like like sure. a lot of people we know, and you can imagine, like. They're, you're compromising your, a lot of your self-worth and kind of your time on a nonsense thing. You, really quickly, I'm sorry I'm talking so much, no. but you know what made me get really mad today and I, it was a realization? For some reason, the way my account is, I don't have a huge following either, and I'll post a thing, just the fact that if I post a photo or a reel on Instagram, just take Instagram for a minute, and the first thing that pops up is post it on uh, We Love Cincinnati if it's like you tagged Cincinnati or whatever it is. And that's definitely got to be a bot that's doing that. It's all fake accounts. Yeah. But the fact, I would love to see the numbers on how many of the accounts that I'm trying to pull from and get attention from are those things, right? I think you're, I think you're going from a 70-30 type situation. Really? So, so I, I don't know, but I'm just saying that you know how fucking embarrassing it is that I'm like in the same business as a, uh, that I'm trying to beat a machine to like <laughs> I, I want a machine to get my uh, my attention. You know how fucking lame that is. Like it's so lame to be like, oh my god, oh it's, it's a, that's a bob. I want a real person. How many real people can I get to look at this? It's oh I have these roadblocks or these bots in the way just to look at a comedy thing that has good intention. Like, this, like we can all agree, stand up comedy purely uh, as a pure form is a good thing for society. But when you add in all these other factors is when you get into the, oh my God, what a bunch of nonsense. You know? We have to go soon, but yeah. Do you know how fucking lame it is? How good it feels when I have a picture get a bunch of likes? I know. It's horrendous. They talk about in that doctor. Yeah, it's serotonin right to the fucking brain. Humans aren't, you're not supposed to feel all... Is that what it's called? Yeah. You're not supposed to feel those little things because also you're feeling sad when it doesn't. So it's like you're feeling 15,000 emotions in, in a matter of 45 minutes. And not literally, but but it's not good for humanity. But we're not we're not gonna get to a. You have a light thing to end with, real quick, for thirty seconds. Thirty thirty more seconds. Something light. Something light. Did a did a bunny hug a giraffe? Um, 
Do you have a Do you have a video? Hey, do you have a video of a bunny? Wait, I go. Hey, do you have like a video of like a, a monkey hugging a giraffe? And you're like, Yeah, but it got more likes than me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a video of a bunny hugging a giraffe? I'm like, Yeah, let me pull it up. <laughs> and then ten minutes later, you're like, Hey, can I see that video? I was like, Oh, I was looking through uh, my my friend Ron's uh, story from high school. Was, Him and his family went went to uh, Alaska. I was zooming in on this bot's boobs. <laughs> well, guys, this was a this was a heavy episode. We really got into it. This is our heaviest episode. I, but I feel good. I feel good about it. I do too. I needed to get that out. And you know what? Let's not even mention. You know what? Fuck it. Let's not even mention. Listen to the podcast if you're on your phone. But I'm not. We're not gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna blackball social media for this. Don't even worry about following either of us in social media. Fuck it. Who listen. Cares? Listen to this episode on a. We're actually gonna. Here's what we'll do. Call me on my phone. Yeah. And you know what? Let's. I'll do that. And I will send you a a, a record of this. Also, recording. listen to it on a record player. <laughs> here's the thing. I'm not kidding. Let's connect with humans. I'll give you my phone. I'll give my phone number. Don't. Really? You think it'll? <laughs> I don't know. Just in the off chance you get one. Yeah, one person. Um, <laughs> don't, let's not. Do you it. know what's worse? Getting a psycho calling or zero people calling. <laughs> If we get zero people call, I'm just going to lie. We loved all your calls. Your calls were great. My mom will call me. I'm like, are you calling because of the podcast? She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, I'm not calling because of the podcast. But no, stay off social media. Don't even... This is... Uh, if you if you see this uh, real, look at it and like it. Look at it and like look it. Look at it and like it. Don't kidding. like it. I'm actually just kidding. Don't, don't fucking stay on social media. Dive further into the matrix. The fucking world's going to end soon. Elon Musk is and Jeff Bezos are going to team up and buy Facebook and then put a bunch of microchips inside our penises. Well, he's, he's lowering expectations. So it's like after Twitter, what does he buy? Like 21, forever 21? Like what is that? <laughs> <laughs> he just, he just Kmart. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you so much. It's time for our awkward handshake. Good night. Topo Chico hand. We call it the Topo Chico handshake of the week. Thank you guys. And we'll see you next week. Thanks. <laughs> 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 All right, bye.